0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Gate Radio. This is our August 2013, uh, August 11th, Sunday edition of Beyond the Gate Radio. I'm your host, David M. Baker, and my co-host, Sherelle Baker. Hello, Sherelle. How are you doing?
2: Fabulous, David. Thank you so much. I can hear our grandfather clock clanging in the background, letting us know we are right on time and we are ready for the show. I'm glad to have all of our listening family listening to and a lot of people that will be listening in our archive because they have to work tonight, unfortunately. i also like to say hello to all of our friends. Nick is in chat, as always. Thank you, Nick, for being a valuable part of this radio station as well i'm excited to have our special guests here tonight how are you doing today david
1: amazing it's perfect weather there's it's about 81 outside clear skies little breeze i'm doing good um also i'd like to thank all of our regular listeners and too many to name at this particular time but you know who you are and a quick shout out for the psychic twins, Terry and Linda Jameson.
2: Woo-hoo!
1: They've made predictions on the show before. We haven't had too many astrologers here, but I don't know a lot about astrology. That's not my specialty, but I hope the audience can learn something from our guest tonight, Michael Vanderpool. Amazing, amazing person. And, uh, since I'm you know, sometimes Terry and Linda Jameson and Psychic Twins give give a shout out for us and there uh, their other shows are on, so I'm giving them a shout out tonight. Go to psychic twins dot com. They're a prior guests on the show if you wanna find out more about them or their books Separated at Earth, their bio and their news book, Psychic Intelligence, is totally amazing. And there is our shows are archived <laughs> I'm just in a good mood, so I'm trying not to laugh. But our shows are archived on the site, and they're also free from Apple iTunes. And if you like our show, please press the follow button. And now I want to tell you a little bit about our amazing guest tonight. He's the first time on our show. And uh, he is astrologer and intuitive consultant, Reverend Dr. Michael R. Vanderpool. He is an intuitive astrologer, internationally known and traveled in over 24 countries, and perhaps even more by now. And he's a member, I hope I pronounce this right, of the MAGI Society, the APA, which is the American Press Association, and Legal Shield. He's also a former nursing home administrative assistant. He's also, like I was too, a black belt, In Taekwondo, which is an amazing Korean martial art, and by the way, my brother uh, is an instructor in Taekwondo as well. With a small world, anyway, he uses uh, magic astrology and other astrology and his intuition to predict life events and times with with you and for you uh, weeks or months before those events take place. And he will help you navigate the course ahead and have a deeper insight into the soul and timing for best success combined with cutting-edge research in the most modern-day astrology. By aura, video, and character, he is a true adult indigo. He's also, Wow. Yeah, he's the wow. indigo just like we are.
2: That's right.
1: He's also the author of an extremely accurate predictive ebook, A Storm Warning for Israel, Spring-Summer of 2007. His YouTube and Facebook astrological heads up for May and June 2011 was again, down to the day, accurate in reference to the UN meeting in Rome and Italy May 5, 2011. In some total, so far, he has made five successful public accurate documented published beforehand predictions on major geopolitical events and financial market moves a month or two in advance before they occurred, down to the week or day they happened. See his documented proof of this. Side for more on his website my fix, his fixed star angle on the uh, moment at birth is Menkar, the empath, interpreted as one who can sense or know the future and uh, for more information go to Michael's website which is http double, dot, double slash universal I- I'll just spell it here U-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-L-S-T-A-R-dot-G-S-forward-slash-about-lowercase-us-lowercase-7-J-L-8-dot-H-T-M-L. Sherelle, you can have to post that on the website. On the I definitely the will.
2: I'll do that right now.
1: Okay. Anyway, you know, all kinds of... Um, Websites have interesting ULRs, but in this case, all you have to do is click on the link. And if you go see Michael Vanderpool on Facebook, on this About Us page, he has that information as well. But anyway, anything that I couldn't or didn't clear up when I was speaking about Michael just now, we're going to have him on to tell you about any goof-ups I made or anything he wants to make clear. So... Sherelle, without any further ado, let's have our esteemed guest on, Michael Vanderpool. Welcome to the show.
3: Hi, David and Sherelle. Thank you. It's
1: nice to be here. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank
2: you for being here. Thank you so much for being here.
1: So, Michael, welcome to the show. It's, you know, a lot of people have been waiting you know, for you to join us today and see what you have to say. You are a really interesting person. I would like to say the most interesting astrologer in the world, <laughs> if I may.
3: Well, thank you for that. Um, it's uh, It's been an interesting um, journey, that's for sure, and I'm always uh, hoping that I'll continue to grow with that and continue to learn as I go.
1: You know, that's, that's very wise. Now I know you're good because none of us know everything, no matter how long we've been doing it, it's still a learning process. And to just get the listening audience to be a little bit more familiar with you, to know you a little bit better. Could you tell us first a little bit about how did you come from, you know, a young man to the world of the metaphysical through astrology, your intuition and all that? How did that occur?
3: Well, there was uh, actually I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I think that it came in kind of two steps I- initially. The first step was that um, I had actually watched the movie What Dreams May Come with the main actor Robin Williams, and that really opened up my eyes to the metaphysical concepts of reincarnation and um, some some deeper insights there with the whole metaphysical realm and and the idea that uh, there's much more to um to the soul and to the spirit than just maybe even this life and that began really to open up my eyes and then also as far as the astrology itself I had heard Dr. Louis Torre on uh on a, a Rens.com interview and I uh, called in and uh, talked to him for or gave my information and he had me described really well in just a sentence or two and I had since that time, I started to study Western astrology and some about uh, Dr. Therese's method as well as the metaphysics in general and actually had studied um, probably two years after that point exercises and practice exercises in the Western magical tr- tradition and also um, not only a daily practice with that and those types of exercises but also um, continuing to study w- uh, Western astrology at that point predominantly uh, asking friends, family that would come by or, you know, running the charts and getting um, insider feedback as to whether you know, how accurate those things or, or helpful those things would be for people. And um, it was kind of some tragic event that happened that kind of pushed me further into that and also later with my health, and that really pushed me to look literally forward and ahead Um, as well as into some of the more deeper aspects of of life and spirituality in general.
1: That's very interesting. Uh, A lot of people, seems, come up to certain things in their life which change them to look into another direction and open their mind. And I suppose all you've been through is like finding gold ore. You can't really enjoy it until that gold ore goes through the fire and all the... Process of smelting and shaping and polishing before it comes out useful. And I guess that's where your journey took you to. So landing in astrology mainly, that's one thing I would like to ask you if you can explain to some of the people that, you know, everybody knows about astrology, but we really don't know, if you know what I mean. Could you just explain a little bit about how astrology works or what it is?
3: sure um there's of course there's there's various kinds of astrology and i'm I'm currently really focused mostly or used mostly Magi astrology um because there's um a particular um aspect of it that has twenty years of research on over one hundred thousand people that really uh reveal the importance of Chiron to the astrology of love and money, and the Magi society called it the max study and um that has been absolutely incredible. It's been it's been very accurate, uh uh very high rate of accuracy in dealing with people on the issues of, of love or money when we we're looking at the astrology of Chiron. But um there's also, you know, there's there's the fixed stars astrology that I, I look at also for people and um keep an eye on that, so to speak. But there's also the Vedic astrology, which I have um what I consider to be one of the best predictive works in, in book form on on that Vedic science, the Vedic astrology, but it lacks um, any of this new research about Chiron, for example. So um, I guess uh, the Western astrology is more dependent upon exact birth time, and if you don't have a pretty good idea of, of an accurate uh, birth time, you really can't be absolutely sure sometimes about... The accuracy in that and and the beautiful thing about major astrology is that uh, a lot of people uh, don't know their exact birth time and if they think they do there's other factors such as you know the standard time versus daylight savings time and the accuracy of the uh, you know the the nurse or the uh, the doctor that was there at the time of birth and if they actually took it for example uh, accurately so these factors in major astrology are not nearly as important uh, for astrology like um, The western or the vedic uh astrology and i've also worked with kabbalistic angel astrology and that's really fascinating but uh that too requires a a very accurate birth time there's a variation in that of every four minutes uh there's a there's a change in how that works so there's there's quite a different number of schools of astrology and at this time i'm i'm mainly focused on the major astrology though certainly i have an eclectic view and and an eclectic use of astrology
1: okay that's very interesting i'd like
2: to oh sorry david um um michael i'd like to have you expand a little bit on that on the angel astrology
3: if you would sure this is um really fascinating to me because it really hit home hard for me um when i first did my Uh, What's called the Kabbalistic Angels Horoscope um, using a Kabbalistic calculator from Amalux Herbal um, and from Merkur Publishing also uh, is carrying this Kabbalistic calculator. But it it has to be used with um, a book by a great magician um, of the last century named Franz Bardon. And uh, this book is called The Practice of Magical Evocation. And in it, it has Kabbalistic spheres, um, which have the Earth, what's called the Earth zone intelligences, for example, um, which have a number of angelic, they would call them angelic or or intelligence or geni and so on, um, rulerships or or, um, intelligent beings that are in those spheres and they have a a certain specialty or they they help uh, in this uh, school of thought or this type of astrology. It said that these Kabbalistic forces are present at the time of birth and they they're they're um kind of gifting or challenging as i would say the person and the human being to certain skills or certain gifts in their life and so when i first did my my horoscope i was blown away because one of the things that uh was uh, there was a mercurial sphere intelligence and his specialty was to liberate the insane from their unfortunate state as well as help with the deaf and, and the blind and that was very interesting to me at the time because I was actually in Belize the Republic of Georgia a country that I've spent a, a sum total of four years in over uh, the last uh, seven or eight years or so but the the point at that, that time was is that previous to that I had done some work um, in a special program for the state of Missouri called the Fulton 55 I used to run what was called Vanderpool, Vanderpool Care Incorporated and it was a small residential care uh, facility or home in a residential setting uh, for my for my father for my family, uh, wow. and at that time the state had come and said uh, because I would call them because they had a, a competing nursing home in the area get bought out and added on to the local hospital's complex uh, complexes nursing home and um, I would uh, I end up taking the offer from the state of Missouri to go down and participate in this Fulton 55 program which was where they may spend, I think it was seven to $10,000 per month on a very severely mentally ill person to keep them in the Fulton State Hospital. And um, I would take them into um, our care facility at that particular time. This is many years ago, but um, it was over a period of five years total, but I think maybe three years I was actually working with these folks in a program to integrate them back into the community as much as we could and still provide protective oversight under the state of Missouri's um, licensing uh, rules and procedures so I actually took three individuals that were profoundly mentally ill I actually went to the mental hospital sat down with them face to face and you could say literally liberated them in a in a sense uh, from that particular institutional setting into a residential setting and then on top of that they were very heavily uh, medicated and we were able wow. to get them you know less they they didn't need to be so medicated when they were in our in our uh, care structure here. And wow, so that's
2: um amazing. That is amazing because that's you know, so many people just want to throw medication at it and call it a day instead of actually sitting down and working with people. So that yes. is amazing.
3: And that particular um horoscope and that particular uh, detail was just mind blowing to me because it actually done that particular work in that way and that was just so uh, amazing to me and there were other aspects of that horoscope uh, such as the um, angel over the the movement of breath or the dealing with prana and I'd done that for those years uh, a couple of years with working with Western magical uh, traditions exercises of this moving of the of circulation of the body of light and um, moving you know literally kind of the energy in tune with the breath or balls of light with with uh, you know in tune with the breath, and for the purpose of being able to maybe move that energy through the hands for a healing purpose, or even you know from a distance into someone, so to speak, for the purpose of healing. And um, so those there was there was some other aspects to it too. Uh, later, I got into some work with my own health uh, challenges at the time with a doctor that used to be uh, actually a research scientist. Uh, that used to be with the National Institutes of Health for eleven years. he does uh remote transmission of frequencies uh, targeting specific uh viruses and bacteria for elimination in tandem with the use of a, an actual contact device that gets into rife and and um, scalar wave electromag excuse me scalar wave electromagnetics and things that most people probably can 't even pronounce in some cases but uh it's really a kind of a high technology but these other angels have to do with that too they have to do with the transmission of things over long distances or remotely and um I, radionics and things like that if i remember right i don't know if it was in the same the same uh term or use of that word for that but i ended up traveling the world basically and communicating about the this this medical equipment that i was using this research equipment that i was using to this doctor and that was a very big heavy part of that horoscope as well in helping to give feedback on the development of his um, research with that you know the frequency foundation
2: wow uh, thank you thank you very much thank you very much for elaborating on it I appreciate that uh,
1: sure. well I know, being a medium, that, and this is kind of a question. Before you know, I used to wonder, well, I was born on June third, and if you know, somebody reads my astrological sign, says all this right stuff about me. I'm wondering now, how could that be? Then I thought that perhaps you know, before we come here in spirit, we have what's called akashic records and. Everything about us is contained in that. And do you think that before we're born, we come here, you know, we are destined to be born just at the right time that aligns with our history so that when somebody does read us, it's all accurate? Is that one possibility that could be?
3: It, it's um the idea that I subscribe to is maybe that um, the moment that the head crowns the birth canal and gets an imprint of the of that astrological energy, um, I think, um, but yet at the same time, I agree with what you're saying in that there's a certain destiny often or path that's already sort of more or less predetermined. And I say more or less, there's this old school argument of... Um, you know, free will versus fate. How much can we change and how much is just already kind of set in stone, so to speak? And that gets really kind of interesting with what you can see and then what you can tell people in trying to get them to make some course changes. And there's an example of that where my mother and brother, I looked at their astrology and they, they run a very difficult business, a nursing care business. And I saw a T-square in my mother's chart and uh, what's called an impending shortages trend in Western astrology using a astro astrodyne instead of the Swiss American uh, astrology out of Switzerland on uh, astro.com. But the uh, astrology my brother has with a Jupiter square Jupiter that's had for two weeks. And so that meant impending shortages was running mm-hmm. on him. It's running short on time, money, or resources. And then my mother, the T-square, that's a sign of turbulence. And so I, I kind of... Had a sense and an idea that there was an employee issue, and I had encouraged her to take on another staff and go ahead and get that person trained and ready. They didn't feel that this other employee would probably um, have a have an issue because it was a family person, a family member, extended family. And uh, in any case, what had happened during that period of time is is that my um, the girl uh, that was family ended up quitting suddenly. She had a, a an issue come up and um, so the other staff person was trained and ready and came right on in. My brother did not experience any 16-hour shifts for, you know, five days in a row and and all the lack of sleep that happens in a situation like that. And my mother had actually gone through the turbulent time dealing with the results of a uh, questionable medical test that came back um, okay. But during the wait during that time, the added stress of having to train somebody new, cover the extra shifts and so on, would have been a tremendous uh, stress on both of them. And that's just an example of looking ahead and saying, okay, you've got a T-square here. He's got this happening over here. It looks like he could run short on time. Let's go ahead and get an extra staff person in there. They did that. They listened, and they saved uh, a lot of grief in that time.
1: Wow. So, no, I've seen so many amazing things with the metaphysical arts, including astrology, numerology, and all that, that there's too much for me to... Studies that's why you're here tonight, and to give us some insights as to what you do and how you use it and how it works and how amazingly accurate it could be now, do you believe that we all uh has an indigo for yourself when you do like a healing or working with astrology or whichever you know particular thing you're doing at the at that time that you are either channeling? through or working with uh, a being, an angel, or somebody of that nature that assists you in doing what you do?
3: Well, that's um, an interesting question. I can say that uh, when I first wrote A Storm Warning for Israel, spring, summer uh, 2007, I published that around May 17th or 18th of 2007 when I was in the Republic of Panama with my ex-wife Yulia, And, um, and that came that was so accurate that it's it's just it was so scary. In fact, I later took it back off the internet and um, because uh, that's just almost unheard of, I think. And uh, but it was very very accurate. It was a 28-page ebook report and using major astrology predicted that summer's war between Israel and Lebanon, and I think they had a signing, uh, uh, kind of a, an agreement to end it around August 1st. And all this was very easily seen in the chart. But I think that in, in a situation like that, for example. Um, that I, that was just purely me. That was my first work of that type publicly. And what an amazing thing. But I can't say that there hasn't been a time where I've had some kind of very interesting contact, uh, if you will, um, you know, in, in the magical sense and in an educational sense, so to speak, kind of more of a contact sense. And just it's just some things just uh, took place. That would almost be unexplainable uh in in a sense that um we can we we could never with, with these kinds of things that happen sometimes we can never quite determine co- the coincidence uh part of it or aspect of it versus you know like that's exactly what I ask for or that's exactly within the realm of of that particular angel's specialty or that intelligences uh realm of uh skill you know what I mean sure um yeah it would be very difficult for example i'll give you a well i don't know if i want to tell that one but there's a lot of examples like well, a handful of examples i could probably give but um there are things that happen that you would kind of sort of set out for or task that certain intelligence to that would just come about and um I would have to say, in answer to your question, I would say um, sometimes yes, and sometimes it's with, with no connection to that.
4: So
1: in the Magi Astrology, for example, you would evoke certain beings or use um, certain archetypes or symbols as a point of power or something to help you do this? Or
3: With Magi Astrology, it's it's a completely separate thing in the sense that there is, it's very scientific and... Um, as much as it can be they they try to keep it very scientific in fact there's a lot of things that they haven't been able to prove such as a housing system yet so they stay away from uh, those kinds of techniques in astrology because they haven't been able to as of yet prove them that doesn't mean that it may or may not be valid it just means that they haven't to this point uh, have yet to be able to prove those things so in in a sense the major astrology has nothing to do with The Kabbalistic Angel Astrology that I was talking about earlier, that's a completely different um, kind of a supplemental astrology, if you will. Um, Bardon, when, when Franz Bardon wrote about that, he did mention an application to astrology in that one can take the position of the Earth's own intelligences and... Um, where the position of the planets will sit in the in the mundane astrology charts, which is to say that the sort of normal or traditional astrology chart, so to speak, um, that rulership of that particular intelligence would be more prominent in that person 's life in, in, in that in that planet 's energetic way so i 'll give you an example real quick in my life um, using magi astrology, if we take franz bardon 's method of applying kabbalistic angels astrology or that uh, method of kabbalistic angel astrology to the major astrology chart in my case the most heavily aspected planet is Pallas. and Pallas is in the position of the earth zone angel in the same uh, degree and sign of the earth zone intelligence that has to do with the research and the protection of the researcher of uh, the elimination of uh, bacteria viruses and things that i told you that i'd done uh, in essence, around the world for some years, and providing feedback to you know the, the frequency foundation, and so that was k- another kind of um, affirmation of the, of the very deep insight that that kind of technique can offer, but also um, of the kabbalistic astrology again itself in terms of how Franz on offered the so-called adept application of that. So um, this is kind of an unusual, very very rare. Way of going about it, and I usually don't do it for people um because it's something that is very how to say it's it's so rare I've only run into maybe um maybe had contact with two people that actually know about this
1: wow it's amazing wow and in a little bit we we're going to take a few callers, but I just want to ask you a couple more questions, like one is what is your opinion? on the current world status of, you know, the fields that you and I do and others that we know do. As far as, you know, the paranormal, as they call it, is popular on TV shows and radio shows ever increasing now. But then science, too. You know, every now and then the scientists will post an article, this could be possible, or whatever, with It could be astrology, it could be with psychic abilities, predictions, whatever. What's your uh, opinion or your take on how you feel the direction that this is all going right now?
3: Well, you know, uh, when I come back home to America, I notice there's quite a few shows and movies right now that are um, The Conjuring, for example. And um, there was a show in there uh, on my... Uh, on the regular television here that I noticed uh, was about um going in and trying to detect the presence of ghosts you know and all the different equipment that they use for that, so it seems pretty alive and well from from my point of view i've been out of the country for um maybe six months or so, and I come home and it 's just like in my face
1: <laughs> so right, right. there's just more <laughs> yeah. believers now than there ever was before, which yeah. is amazing and and then do you practice tarot?
3: Uh, I have. It's been quite some time. I did a study of it and practice of it um, during that two-year period of what what I would call the the solo training for Western uh, ritual magic. I I would study the tro um, and did the traditional exercises to do that. I believe that really helped kind of open me up to uh, and build my aura up to a different level of um, uh, awareness, so to speak, and kind of a different energy from that. In fact, I went down and got a... uh, uh aura photography uh a photograph and my uh solar plexus chakra at that time which is almost as big as a basketball. The lady running the equipment which really she'd never seen that before and but in those exercises of the middle pillar ritual where you're bringing in uh the uh, energy into and and then vibrating that and then working with that, working to strengthen the aura to, to cleanse the aura and um that was visible on the equipment. In fact a couple of years later in Kiev, Ukraine, I went there in two thousand four and there was a very interesting metaphysical bookshop with the tarot and, and the books on uh, uh other metaphysical topics there. And there was um a woman there that was a specialist, she'd been trained in Moscow, she said, and she had me come to the back room and there was the, the aura not only the aura uh camera but there was an aura video and I could manipulate the energy for the camera and so I we deemed it um, worthless for me because I could change my colors you know I was tra- I trained to um, kind of build, you know build the shell you know, to kind of radiate the egg, so to speak, of protection. You know, the golden white light, and so that wasn't going to show us the real and true colors of my aura. When I'm doing that, right, everything just went yellow or gold. So we went for the 20 minute aura video on that, and um, and I just tried to go as passive as I could, and that's that's a, a photo that uh, I could I could put up later that I still have, but it's um that was that was a, a really kind of affirmation to me that there's much more to us than um, our physical flesh and bone. And not only that, you can see how your mood or you can change that energy with your visualization or with your thoughts, with your feelings.
1: Yes, I uh, have several oral photos. I've taken them of the years in a row and I was able to be there, you know, specifically with specific try to send out the energy and they always, you know, pretty much come out different. But yes, we can all manipulate energy and I find aura photography to be very interesting. And I also find in my research that poor uh, people in Europe, especially Eastern Europe seem to be more open to metaphysical than we are in the West. Uh, In fact, they don't believe it exists they know it exists over there here we're just opening the doors don't you agree
3: i agree and i actually i can make two quick comments to that um sure the the last thing on the the lady that was running this equipment the aura video um she said to me after seeing that she said you've got a very high level of vibration she goes you know whatever uh she says it's very rare she'd never seen it before And um, she said, you know, whatever you will say, whatever you will sense or see, people should listen to you because you will have a a tendency to know some things about the future. And that's the first time I had really, you know, been told something like that. Later, it would be told to me um, by a few other, you know, people with gifts, so to speak, or different gifts of of clairvoyance or seeing into the future. But that was the first time I really had um, that strong of an affirmation from somebody with actual equipment, so to speak, that would say something like that. That was actually trained in Moscow for that type of uh, uh, use of that equipment and interpretation of that kind of thing. You know, like, what does it mean when you have that type of aura? That that was very uh, interesting to hear. And the second thing is, is that I did some weekend training one time with Bevy Jagers. Uh, she's not alive now, but she was a um, CIA remote viewing trainer as wow. well as... Um, she did a, a, what's called a US side squad where they would have like maybe a group of eight people, a lot of them were ex judges or ex, uh, police, and they would try to come and use psi to come up with clues to murder cases or, um, uh, missing people and cases. And, um uh, they had a rule though, that they would never do mafia or, or, uh, drug involved uh, cases because there was a problem with the retribution with those. So I went to her uh, training uh, at her home in St. Louis, and she had interestingly got the home given to her. She used a golden size circle technique for the, that, she says, but a client of hers uh, had taken some um, insight on the stock market tip and went down into, I believe it was South America, and invested in the uh, coffee futures or, or the coffee markets at the time and became just wealthy overnight and literally bought her house there that she had dreamed about exactly. Uh, for her, sent her a check for it. and But the point I was going to say, I'm sorry I got a little bit in, in off topic, but she actually went to Russia or the, so- the former Soviet Union, uh, USSR, I believe it was still, um, and she went there for this research because she knew and understood that they were far ahead of us um, at the time because they were just much more open and without the religious constraints, so to speak, without this... Uh, there's, there's a lot of problems with, um, certain religious leaders or certain religious, uh, teachings saying that, you know, uh, I I was shocked to hear in Georgia from some Georgian friends, for example, that their, um, orthodox priests had told them that it was a sin to dream. Wow. And I was just blown away by that. I was so, I I that was, it's sad. Uh, I personally think that it's, uh, I think, uh, Healthy and necessary. It's it's being human to dream. One of the most basic freedoms, too, if you will, <laughs> is to dream, and um, it's absolutely necessary for psychological health. But they were under the teaching there that, um, at least from this one particular um, priest, that it's a sin to do that. So, um, but back to Russia. This uh, uh, is where bebe Jagers went because. Actually, in that part of the uh, former Soviet Union, there's a lot less uh, – it's not a problem to do this research. It, over here, we had a religious issue. We had a lot of conservative Christians and others that looked down on this type of res- this type of thing or this type of research. And so that's where she went, and she brought back some very interesting um, discoveries from the former Soviet Union or what was maybe at the time the Soviet Union I don't remember exactly the year she went but that's where she got a lot of her research from
1: yes very interesting uh especially when we found out that they were doing it then Britain got on and China you know a few decades back and they actually you know our government did it in secret it's totally amazing story um I was wondering at this point we're about about 20 minutes left in the program are you want to take a question from some sure. of the callers and see sure, how it absolutely. goes. Okay, to so the callers, this is his first time doing it on the show here. And um, just please ask one short question, and he'll give you his take on it, and perhaps we'll take another caller. You only have 20 minutes left, so Sherelle, my co-host and switchboard operator, is going to go to work.
2: Fabulous, thank you. Um, Area code 901, area code 901, you were on the air. Hi. Hello. Uh, Hi. This is Lonise. Welcome to the show. Hi. Loneese, hi. Uh, My question is about... Did you have a question uh, today? Yeah, Chiron in Pisces on the cups of the seventh house. What is that indicating in my natal chart?
3: Chiron and Pisces cusping the seventh house. Um it's and that's in your yeah. natal charters, it's somewhere else.
2: Um, Mine.
3: You probably have an okay, there's I would say that um you probably would have a need for more freedom uh than other people in a relationship, but yet at the same time the desire for family and um I I that's that would be my interpretation of it. In fact it would be something of you know that you might find yourself dreaming about or more sensitive to but also a partner that would understand that about you that you would need at the same time to have your own space to be feeling um free but yet still in family that makes
1: sense wow that's very good that was amazing question that she asked and and I I really hope that helped you out unfortunately we can't stay longer with your call, but okay. we do thank you. We have other callers to get to, but thank you so much, and it's okay, a good start. Okay, thank
2: you, and I'll I'll continue to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well,
1: wow, Michael, I didn't expect that. I mean, this person is very knowledgeable. That just called in, and you know, my, my chair almost went across to the, the other side of the room. I said, "Wow, <laughs> what an intelligent, knowledgeable caller we have." I said, I sure couldn't have answered that question. I'm glad we have you here. And you gave an immediate, uh, amazing response, and I think that's wonderful. I mean, that's what we have you here for, just to discover you, you know.
3: Thank you. Uh,
1: Do you feel like taking another caller? Sure. Sure. All right. Okay. Area code 847, area code
2: 847, you are on the line. Beyond
4: the gate radio, Hi, with Dr. Is Michael Jill. Vanderpool. This Hi is Jill. He's
3: not looking Hi, at Jill. people's charts. Hello. Uh-huh. I'm sorry to
1: hear that. Hello?
3: Can
4: you hear me? Yeah.
1: We can hear you, Jill. Yeah. What was your question, please?
4: Um he's not, is he looking at people's charts or no? Uh,
1: I can, yes. I I'm prepared to
3: do that.
4: Okay, can you look at mine real quick?
3: Sure. What's your date of birth? 12-17-1960. Okay, and do you have any particular um, question?
4: And it's 7.45 a.m. Judy Bat. Yeah, uh, I just kind of stuck the last few years, and I'm just wondering when things will get back to normal. Is that too general?
3: um well without knowing the exact uh, city of birth um
4: illinois probably... w a u k e g a n
3: just um generally speaking right now you you're you're feeling like you're kinda of, you're just not in in the uh the flow of things yeah so yes i think that actually um let me look at one thing right here I would actually be kind of optimistic because you've actually got some very positive things happening right now in your chart. There's not, um, you know, you may, you may not be feeling it and there may be a little bit of issue with, with money or feeling, um, like maybe you, you can't get clear on what it is you want to do or should be doing, but I, I don't see any major problems here right now, except that maybe if you find more clarity in what motivates you or what makes you happy, because there's not a lot of, oh, I'd say there's not a lot of drama happening here. Uh, if, and, and that's something that I look for right away is if there's going to be big problems, you know, like uh, uh, very serious problems. But I'm not seeing that in your chart right now. And I'm, I'm looking over, um, actually, it should be actually getting quite positive be a period of time where some kind of new breakthrough or some new realizations come where you can... Maybe kind of go in a different direction, even altogether, if you wanted to do that.
4: Okay, because oh, you that's... sound right on the money, right at the beginning. What I'm, I'm feeling, you were right on the money.
1: Well, that's really? good. I hope, I ho- we hope that you are on the threshold of reaching the top of the mountain, and it, it certainly sounds and feels like that you perhaps are, that you've been waiting for a long time and you're ready to throw up your arms like, okay, come on, I'm ready for it.
4: Yeah. And I hope
1: that these good things are coming to you just around the corner and I, you know, uh, this is, just- his call, but as a psychic, I can see that, in fact, it really is just around the corner. You just now have to buckle down and be ready for it, know it, and go with the flow, because things will be better for you. And Jill, thank you so much for the uh Thank you. For the call. And we'll leave you, you on you the so line
4: much.
1: so you can listen. Thank uh,
3: you, Jill. Thank you.
4: Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Well, Michael, that's very good. You know, there's nothing wrong with somebody asking uh, somebody like yourself, you know, for some guidance in their life. We all get stuck now and then. I guess the thing not to do is to call you every week to see, you know, where they're at because you can't walk their path for them. But occasionally if somebody has something legitimate and they really want to find out some answers, then they should call you and you could perhaps clarify it for them. Is that pretty much the way it works?
3: Yeah, I would say that's a pretty accurate way to describe it. Yes,
1: that's good. Um, let's see. We take sometimes.
2: Couple, oh, sorry, sorry to cut in, David. No, just to say we
1: take a couple more calls and then we'll let Michael talk for the rest of the show. But go ahead, Cheryl. Absolutely.
2: Charlotte. I was just going to ask: Is do you find uh, a lot of times that people are just in their own way, and that's their block, or do you find, or what? you know is that something that you find often
1: um i don't
3: it depends there's such a variety of people that i that i've uh, talked with or worked with and um i mean we do find that that people think that there's supposed to be some kind of um magical answer so to speak to whether life path is supposed to be or or, or that someone can reach out and say hey here it is um and it dep- it's so individual that um there and there's and a lot of people that are already on that path and and the stars reflect that if they're already there they're doing what they're supposed to do and um but then there are those that are really um despondent and they're lost they're going through a period of time and um and and some of those people do need changes like that they 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 find where their strengths lie and it may be in a completely different place where they're at at this at this time.
1: That's great. Well, at least people can go online now and find a variety of help these days more than before. It's no longer that woo-woo factor, you know, and, and I'm glad the times are changing. It's really good. I agree. So, Cheryl?
2: Okay. We're going to take another caller, guys. Um, area code 561. 561, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello? Hello. Hi. 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 Welcome to the
4: the show. Hi, thank you. Can we have your name uh, and question? My name is Stacy and I'm calling from Florida and uh, my birthday is twelve sixteen seventy two. and I wanted to know um, where do you see my career going because it's at a standstill right now. Well,
3: it does look like you're under kinda of, it's kinda of stressful for you right now in one sense, um more more inner I think. Um as far as career goes, let me let me take a look at your chart itself. I'm talking about the basic chart. And do you know approximately what time you uh your birth was by chance?
4: Um, I think it was eight thirty PM.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm not that far away from there. Okay, so yeah, I think that uh, you know anything that do you do you ever work with software or anything that like you know in terms of work or job or career with software?
4: No, no.
3: Okay, um, well I, I guess that for just the, there's you actually have palace aspect in the sun, and sometimes these people are very good with their with their you know whatever the mind can do best, and sometimes that's software for some people, and for others that's investigating things or maybe even um, at being a detective, for example, literally, or even a psychotherapist or something like this. But generally speaking, um, as far as career itself, that takes a little bit deeper study typically into the chart, although um, uh. I'm looking to find out where you're – yeah, and see without an um, exact word of time, I'm probably not going to look at the moon too much, but some – Some uh, indication there. Have you ever thought about real estate part-time or this type of, uh, like, real estate sales or real estate broker or anything like that? No. Okay. That's something that you might look at, and if that doesn't feel right for you, that's not something to, you know, that that may not be your thing, but that would be something that you could look at if you you wanted to. It's certainly within, or any kind of... um, government type of work uh, in terms of working like in a government agency or working for um, the government itself or even a non-governmental organization, that type of service work. I don't know if you've ever thought of that before, but that would be something that would be very, uh, very much within your skill set, so to speak. Okay. Thank you. Uh
4: Uh-huh.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. That was great. I hope it helps give her some insight. We have uh, sometimes untapped potential in other areas that we just haven't explored yet, so why not? You gave her some great options there, too.
3: Yeah, she she could do very well with um, non-governmental organizations or governmental work or even um, um, spiritual groups or charities or things like that. She could do very well at that
1: that's great and i hope she listens to your advice and gets up and starts looking around and brings herself to a better place we all hope that for one another
3: yes i would uh i think that she i think she'll be okay with things i think everybody's kind of searching for um when they're younger especially you know what, what they want to do or what they want to try and sometimes it takes the process not just um it's more of a journey, not not a destination, so to speak, with some of those. It is it's
2: a destiny. journey. It is a journey. I agree. I definitely agree. Because it's not just one destination that you're just going to get to and that's it. It's, it's definitely a journey. And when we look back on things that were, look back from today on things that we're doing or that we've done in the past, we see how far we've come, and then that would be where we decide, which way we're gonna go now. What we're gonna what of our plans now? What do we do now? So I think I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah it is. Well so let's take one more caller and after that I want to ask Michael some more questions because I know he just loves to talk about this.
2: Perfect. Love it. Our next caller is coming from area code seven two zero. Seven two zero, welcome to the show. You are on the line. Hi, how are you? This is Jane calling from Colorado.
1: Hello, welcome to Beyond the Gate. Thank you. Do you have a question for Michael today?
2: Yeah, Michael, um I'm curious to find out if you see anything coming into my love life.
3: Okay. Um can I ask you what city you were born in?
2: I was born in Topeka, Kansas
3: beka Kansas great that's not so far from where i'm at and um and then I'll go ahead and ask you for your um, birth date and year
2: sure it was uh one twenty sixty one and it was four fifty nine a m
3: okay, I've got you in at january nineteen sixty one at four I wanna go to four a m here give me just a minute please and um 'll take a look at a couple of things um, as i'm there there'll be a couple of things that i'll i 'll give you here to work with too and this is an interesting thing as i 'm looking up her coordinates to put into the chart calculation here um, what I do what I like to do is I like to give people when Venus transiting Venus will try their natal chiron because it's such a powerful dynamic angle for Venus to come in and and, and try natal chiron, and those are usually days. One to three days, uh, one day before up to three days after to go out on like a date or, or just good times with family or friends. But it's really great for first meetings too with or to spend mm-hmm. time on a first date, that kind of thing for people that are single especially. And um, mm-hmm. here in a moment, I can probably give you those as well. But I'm right now finishing up getting the coordinates in here and then um, we'll give you kind of a better answer as to what's going on with those things. And I'll get you at 95 West 41. Okay. And uh, I guess we'll start with the natal chart real quick and just take a brief look here to see if I can see anything that's going on with that in particular and you know you're you're actually probably quite charismatic i don't know if you've ever thought that or known that and very communicative uh you've got a, uh-huh. a mercury conjunct chiron that's going punks the earth and that's in heliocentric sky of magi astrology so that's somebody that's really um more outgoing and can even be a little bit charismatic or notable but especially Uh, an excellent communicator, somebody that actually would like to communicate, probably to have a good communicative partner. If you don't have someone that you can um, have good conversations with, you know, that likes also to be more open or communicative, you probably wouldn't have a good match. Um, That's something to take note of. Another thing here is that um, I'm looking at... Uh, let's see, yeah, you've got a lot of energy. You've got, like, pure energy. You're very uh, energetic. There's a Mars trine Chiron, and that Chiron is conjunct Vesta. So not only somebody you can talk with, but somebody that you can do things with. If you've got somebody that's a couch potato, that's probably not going to work for you, Um, or it would have to be an unusual kind of chemistry. Um, I don't know if that rings true for you or not, um, but I would say that that would definitely be another type of characteristic you would match well with in, in another individual, somebody that's got the kind of energy or interest to do things, activities. Um, if they don't, I don't know if that would be a good match for you. Also, you um, I'd say you probably find yourself very sexy or have a sexy kind of energy. Um, I say that because you have a son conjunct Juno, you know, and these people are very... Um, they're, they're very sexy. They're very um, attractive in that way, in that sense, and you were born with that. So that's something to take to take note of and something that you can work with um, that not, not everybody has an abundance of necessarily. So in essence, I would say that it's not going to be a real problem for you to find somebody. Um, and as far as those Venus-trying Chiron dates, I'm going to try to find those dates for you to work with. That, that may take a minute or two here to that. Um, do you have any other questions?
2: Uh no, it's just that it I've up. seems like that most through my life I've just had pretty much uh hard times with relationships and I'm
3: just hoping at fifty two years old sometime in the future I'll find the the one,
4: you know.
1: <laughs> All right. Well we're running out of time unfortunately. Uh is there a way people can contact you, Michael, if they want uh longer yeah, or more in depth consultations? You.
3: Sure. Um, I have an email at con, uh, consult or consult at
1: universalstar.gs
3: and also the website at http forward slash forward slash um, universalstar.gs. And that's actually, yeah, http, http semicolon slash, slash universalstar.gs.
1: All right. And even though our show were cut off for the listeners, whoever's on the phone, or you and I will continue to record. So we go over by a minute or two, it'll still be recording and it all will be saved. And we just ran out of time, so nobody can hear us except for whoever is still on the phone. And okay. three of us. So is there any uh, announcements you have to make or anything you'd like to tell us?
3: Um, I almost hear, I'd say within a minute or two, we'll have those dates for her to work with if she wants to work sure. with us. I had a- had a woman that actually flew on one of these dates and she used it with this intent in mind and she did meet somebody that she at um, last time I had talked with her was still communicating with say like a month later and um, it's a really beautiful fantastic romantic magical type of energy to work with and for her that next uh, window of time is going to be uh, uh, again a day before up to three days after of September 11th 2013 uh, is one date that she'll be able to work with that Venus trying Chiron energy. So, um, again, in that window of time, one day before to t- three days after, is a great time to try to meet somebody new or to go out on the first date or to spend time with someone that you really are close to or care about or a or friend or a loved one, that kind of thing. It's a really fantastic energy to work with.
1: Well, that, that's great. I'm glad you uh, took your time to go ahead and pass out that information and... You know, psychically, I'm seeing that in the near future, let's say within six months or so, she will have a new relationship. So now it's up to her to go out there and do it, you know. That's wonderful. Great. Well, Michael, uh, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're very um, popular. We unfortunately couldn't get to all the callers, but we got some. And everything that we witnessed today was truly amazing. I mean, we just want to have you on the show again. and Yes, we did. We did. There was something in the works that we were talking about that perhaps if Michael was interested in is, uh, since I'm not able to do a show every Sunday right now, perhaps he could uh, host some shows from here from time to time if he's interested in it. So if yeah, you are, we will talk about that and get that set up.
3: Yeah, that would be something we could we could discuss. That sounds uh that sounds interesting.
1: All right. Well, just want to let you know that I just don't ask anybody and uh you know with my experience and my intuitive abilities which I've been using for a long time, I know that I found the right person and that's you. So,
3: well, I'm looking you. forward I've to that. I'm looking forward to it too and it's a, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Michael.
1: Thank you for coming, and this show, after we, not shortly after we go off the air, this show will be archived. And even though the broadcast time went past 60 minutes, it will be available in its entirety from the time we stop talking here. So nothing is lost. So thank you again, Michael, for being on, and we're chat with you soon. You know, we know how to get a hold of each other.
3: Okay, great. I'll look forward to it. Thank you both.
1: Thank you, Michael.
2: Have a wonderful night. Thank you.
3: You too. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Thank you to all the listeners for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio with astrologer Michael Vandenpool, Amazing person. Expect to hear him back on the air again and hopefully hosting his own shows. We have a lot of plans in the works and we're really looking forward to it. So this has been the August 11th Sunday edition of Beyond the Gate Radio thank you once again. Sorry we went over time. God bless everybody and uh look forward to seeing you on the next show, Facebook or whatever. Good night now. Good night, Sherelle.
2: Good night, David, and good night to all of our listeners. Have a great Sunday night.